Welcome to this Choice Wisdom full interview with Alex Hamani, visionary real estate entrepreneur and CEO of 99 Capital. In 2006, Alex recognized the tremendous income and wealth building potential that could be achieved by amassing and efficiently managing a large portfolio of single family rentals. Now, over the years, he has executed thousands of transactions with a combined market capitalization greater than 1 billion and annualized returns exceeding 50%. But just as important as his resume and his accomplishments is his commitment to elevating purpose to the same level as profit. Alex built his investment company and designs his funds to help sophisticated investors create generational wealth for their families. This choice followed a call from His Highness, the Aga Khan, who, at his Diamond Jubilee, encouraged the Ismali Muslim community, who were successful financially, to create opportunities to help others achieve similar success. He took that call seriously and integrated it into all aspects of his business. Here's his story. Alex, thanks for joining us today on the yes. Choice Wisdom Podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yes, of course. So as you know, Choice Wisdom is all about choices people have made that are creating the life that they want. And the idea about bringing you on today was to help inspire people to make choices around faith because you made a very specific choice. Um, related to your faith when you uh, rebranded your business a couple years ago, and we worked on that together. Mm. And um, so talk to us about that, um, the Diamond Jubilee, and how that inspired you. So, you know, we've been in the, the single financial space for, for years and real estate for years. And then, you know, in, in 20, on the 2017-2018 mark, our, our spiritual leader, the Akan, uh, gave guidance of building generational wealth. And how do you go about doing that? So, you know, I, I racked my mind around that for a while. Like, how do you do that? What do you? What, what are the processes, systems? It's just one statement of build generational wealth, and then you got to kind of work your way through that. So, you know, we I came up with the idea of, of branding 99 Capital, and that's when we met the, the former company that you were with. We we hired them to to brand it, and we kind of gave them the vision. And, and faith-based, so this is what we're trying to do. And, and that's when they came up with the 99 Capital brand and all the core values and things of that nature. So, uh, and that's how we got started, you know, a few years ago with the 99 Capital. And, and we didn't do anything with it. We just kind of had the brand, you know, and then finally this year we launched our first private equity fund through it, so. so it's incredible. Of, yeah, so the journey's now beginning, right, so. Right, yeah. and so for the very beginning of that journey, um, what did you think or how did you feel when you heard the Aga Khan say you need to help other people in this way? So, you know, I felt that calling, right, at the beginning. And it's like, what? Do you, but again, how do you do it and what do you do, right? That's the key. Right. right? That's the hard part. That's the, the hard part. Thing, right? so, so the first thing naturally I did was I said, how do I build generation wealth and put, make it for my own family first, right, before we even help others. So, you know, I... You know, we went and, and took care of that part of it to an extent first, but I didn't get that inner inner satisfaction by doing that because I realized maybe that's not what I was being told to do. Right? Now it wasn't just for me; it was to bring others along with it. So, so that's when you know the whole ninety nine capital and 
and moving forward and, and, and bringing others along to build generation wealth. And what better way to build it than through real estate? You know, I, I can't think of anything else. So, so that's how we got started. Yeah, I remember when you talked about it initially, you mm -hmm. said that, you know, real estate is the one area where you can build generational wealth. And yeah. usually it's closed off to more accredited investors, right? So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what the difference is between an accredited investor and a non-accredited and kind sure. of how that fits in your business model? Right. So uh, an accredited investor is, is someone who's, who's net worth a certain amount or makes a certain amount of, uh, amount of money annually. And and they they invest through various vehicles. But then through that, you also have the ability to bring in what we call sophisticated investors. These are people that are not accredited, but close enough, right? And they can put in a smaller dollar amount to come join us. Sure. So everybody goes along for the ride, you know? And that, that was the purpose behind it. So that's where that 99 number came about, right? 99 investors per fund. <laughs> I don't even remember that now, that was <laughs> yeah, a few years ago, but yeah. That's where that number came about. And that's what the thought process behind it was. And we talked too about like the 99% was very popular at the time when we came up with that name. And it was, this was more for the 99%, not those people of Not the 1%, wealth. right? Because the yeah. people that have money, they can, they don't need us. They can go make their money other places and they can do other things, right? This was more generated for that 99% of the population that doesn't have access, right? They don't have that, they don't have that access to, to the deals out there. Or they don't have access to a 99 capital or access to an Alex Amani, right? They're out there trying to do the best on their own. And, you know, this way they have that access. That's, that was the key. Do it for the average American, right? Or that average person. That, that's the whole thesis behind it. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's just inspirational that you're doing that as a business. Like yeah. you were called to actually create a business. Because I think a lot of CEOs create a business to make money. Sure. And of course, we all want to make money, right? Right. But you have sort of this additional layer of your why. So we are for profit. Let's not make that mistake, <laughs> right? right? Exactly. Our investors <laughs> want a return, of course, <laughs> naturally, right? But there's plenty of ways of making money in this world, right? Um, at the end of the day, I always believe in what we call impact investing, which is where you're you're investing into something that's also making money but doing good, you know, and that's important, right, to me. So, and I've been doing that since 2006, um, the impact investing portion of it. So, so yeah, it was uh, it, it was not only to to build a fund to to make money for investors, but also build their generational wealth at the same time and bring in a lot of investors that normally would not get that opportunity. Right. That's amazing. And how does this create the life that you want now? How does it impact you personally that now you've done it? Well, we're in the, we're in the process of, of, of doing it, right? We've launched our first one, we've, and then there's going to be several more coming after that. But I think the way it's impacted it is I'm probably working twice as hard now. <laughs> <laughs> than I was before, right? So, um, but that's okay. You know, I'm doing it for good, right? I'm doing it for everyone, not just myself. So, um, so yeah, it's impacted my life it's, uh, at the point where there's more work involved, you know? Right. Which is okay. That's okay. Yeah. It's good work. It's good work, yeah. So, how do you feel about where your company is headed? So, you we put together some core values based yeah. on some of the things that were very important. You can talk a little bit about that. Sure, yeah. So, uh, you know, about two and a half, three years ago, we put those together. And, and you know, and our, and our first core value was, 
you know, um, protect the project and then the investor, right? That was our number one because we always wanted to make sure that no matter what, we don't lose anyone's money, right? Especially if we're dealing with the 99% of the people, right? Uh, you know, the we want to we want to always make sure we're protecting that investor and the project. You know, and then the 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 second core value I think we came up with was, you know, even in success, keep a humble mindset, right? Yeah. Because when success comes, that's when you feel invincible, in a way. You know, and and I've been through that cycle. You know, I just happen to be at the right time at the right place in, in single family homes. You know, so. Uh, so success was a lot easier than, than normal. And, but if you don't keep that humble mindset, then what happens is you start thinking you're invincible and start making a lot of mistakes, you know, and, and investment mistakes. And especially when you have other people's capital now, right? You have to have that mindset. There's no other way around it, right? And then the third, uh, you know, your, your company and I came up with was, you know, uh, respect is uh, earned daily, you know. We earn it every day, right, and we have to. So based on those core principles, we we started 99 Capital, and we're in our, our beginning stages, right, and I don't know where it's headed. I hope it gets really big, but we're going to hit it every day, you know. That's all we can do, right? That's incredible. Yeah. I, love, I love this story. It's just so inspirational because you really followed... You you listened to someone, right? Someone very important to you. Yeah, someone someone who I I've you know who's been like a, a spiritual leader for me you know since my birth. So you know, um, and then when that guidance comes, right? There's two things you do. One is you just ignore it, or you follow it. One or the other, right? There's there's no in between, right? So so when it came, it just it hit me, you know, and and I said, okay, let's go do this. And and I wish it would I would have started two or three years ago. You know, when we first met, but it took a while to put the core values together, the company together, and it took a while to find the right product and the right project, right? You don't want to just, oh, here it is, and let's go, right? We wanna... I think that's the humility you were talking about, right? Yeah. Maybe. It's like you could have uh, yeah. just gone and taken some project on and winged it. Exactly, right? right? And, be and, and we didn't want to do that, right? I, I, I remember hiring your firm a few years ago, and, you know, we got the whole brand done, we got the core values done, and I'm ready to launch, I'm ready to go, and... The right project just wasn't there, you know, and it took us almost what two and a half years now to 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 launch, you know. But now we're excited. We're ready. We've done it, you know. We're we're on the we're on the playground now. So right yeah. during that two uh, two year period, though, did you did you run into doubts or think, gosh, maybe I should have gone a whole different direction with this? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if I had doubts. I was just waiting. Like I, like everything was like you know the, the car is built, the engine's ready, right? It's just a matter of pressing the gas pedal and getting on the highway. And and I don't know the answer to that. I did I have doubts? No, I knew it would come, right? Because it's faith based, right? You're doing the right thing, right? Right. So you had you, faith in it. Exactly. You just <laughs> kind of you know just kind of you got to wait it out. You got to patience. Exactly. You know? And, and when the right time came, it came. So you also, in addition to having launched 99 Capital, I remember when you were talking about a project that you were thinking about working on, you also are very interested in uh, the art world. And can you talk a little bit more about how you like to support that? Yeah, so one of, our, uh, one of my passions has been uh, Islamic art, 
you know, art that comes from uh, the Middle East, you know, and they have a lot of great artists out there. You know, uh, and and when it comes to that kind of passion, that kind of art, there's there's different um, eras of art, right? So I'm more of the modern calligraphy art. You know, I enjoy that type of art because it brings a lot of uh, modernity along with uh, faith, but it's got a, a pizzazz to it. It's got a Picasso action to it, right? So uh, I remember one piece you showed me. It did look very Picasso. Yeah, it was very. Know, it was um, cool. I owe you an invite to the house. I've got a bunch of pieces now there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do want to come see some yeah, of these. Please um, send me pictures. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I, uh, I actually had one of the renowned calligraphy artists, Alcide, come in and, and paint a dome in my house. Like actually, literally, physically paint the wow an ayat of, of of the Quran there. So. So yeah, I owe you an invite. But uh, so I started getting into that maybe a few years ago. And and my goal was that every time we do a fund and when the fund matures, uh, I get to buy more art <laughs> from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you've talked about, you know, if you have projects that, you know, have a space to put the art in, you sure. want to do that sort yeah. of thing and really kind of draw attention to that these would be amazing really artists. Cool. Yeah, if we got to know. that level where we were doing bigger projects and have a lobby space or, you know, elevator space or something of that, you know, uh, grand look where we can put a few pieces of, uh, of art in there. That'd be really cool. That would be really cool. That would be one for the books. That's how Ray Nasher got started, too, with the whole, like, North Park Mall. Yeah, it sure. Yeah, exactly. lots of art in it. And, um, you know, I, I can't think of another CEO, at least here in the Dallas area, that has quite that um, art cachet that the Nashers had. You know, yeah. There's a whole sculpture garden and, you know, other things. So It's got to be a passion. Yeah. You're clearly passionate about it. Yeah. I, like I said, it hasn't been long. It's been maybe three or four years I've been into it, you know, but it's, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a calling. Another calling. Yeah. So, and it just started by accident and kind of went through and, and became a little mini art collector. <laughs> of so Islamic amazing. art, out of all things, right? So, of all things, yeah. but that's really, really cool. Yeah. Well, and it's different too. Yeah, you know, it's like your art collection is going to be a lot different than most people's. Than most people's, yeah. That's very cool. So apparently, when faith calls, you answer yeah. clearly because every time it's called, yeah, you that's are. Uh, we're faith-based people. <laughs> that's wonderful. So, how do you think your life would be now if you had decided, ah, this is too hard? I don't know what to do with this whole calling. I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and say no rather than say yes. What do you think it would be like? Ooh, a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that, what it would be like. You know, you, you just look forward, right? You can't look backwards. So looking forward now, this is my focus, right? So guys like me are, just focus-driven people. So whatever's in front of us, you know, we're focused on that, right, and where we're headed. So this is what, what I'm focused on now. So what life would be if I was not doing this? I have no idea. This is what we do now, so. I love that. Uh, You're committed. Yeah, it is what it is, we're in. That's amazing. Yeah, everybody's in, the buy-in is in, the whole thing is in, we're, I mean, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the goal is to take 99 Capital, as big as we can take it. Running wild, nothing to lose. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Choice Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host and creator of the podcast, Gail Goodman Lynch. 
The opinions expressed by my guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the owner or producers of this podcast. The information shared on the podcast is intended to inspire you, but is not presented as financial, legal, or medical advice. Choice Wisdom is produced and edited by the amazing team at MZ Studios in Dallas and is part of the Co-Equal Network. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. For more information, please visit choicewisdompodcast.com. Have no regrets forever and ever always young.